to the Fun Sized Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safeli. This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Sized Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. Hey, hey, ladies. On this episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Little Miss Amanda Bassett, who stands loud and proud at just five feet tall and who has also just lost 46 pounds and 46 inches in six months. I know you're dying to know just exactly how she did it. So without any further ado, we are just going to dive right on into her story. I was always a little chunky and kind of husky. Um, and it was kind of in high school where things kind of started to, you know, get better. Um, but I was always bigger than all the other girls, you know, it was just always had a lot more on me, so to speak. Um, and like my weight was just always fluctuating. Like in college, definitely gained the freshman 15 and then it just kind of hung around. Um, and I was just always big, bigger and being so short, you know, it's, you can't really hide it for the most part. So I got clever at figuring out like what was the cute, you know, little outfit swear that kind of, you know, balanced everything. Um, but I was always just kind of bigger. Um, I was just used to laugh at the BMI scales and like, there's no way that belongs anywhere near a short person. No, these are just, you know, they, they just weigh dead people like this. this yeah, is right. Normal. Oh my yeah. God. They are the worst. <laughs> I cannot stand BMI charts. I remember like the first time going to the doctor when they were like, well, you're like a little overweight. And it, it was like in high school. And I was like, wait, what? Like me? <laughs> like, how is that possible? Um, but yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're super depressing. Um, but yeah, so it was always kind of bigger. And I wasn't in, I wasn't an athlete. I was like yearbook editor for newspaper. Like I did not do sports at all. So like no sport background. And then um, while I was in college, I like met this like charity group and they're like, oh, come do our 5k, come do our 5k. You know, you can walk the whole thing. And I'm like, well, I like to walk. Okay. It's a great cause. So I did a 5k and after I finished the 5k, they're like, you should do the marathon next year. You would totally be great for a marathon. And I was like, what up? The 5k was fun. And I signed up for a marathon. Have Wait, you did you, did you run or did you walk the 5k? Um, well, I like walk jog the five. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, did it with a bunch of friends. Like there was like eight of us that did it. I was like, it's a 5k. No big. Um, but yeah, totally bluntly just signed up for a marathon. And I was like, well, I guess I better start walking. Um, and this was in college. So I just graduated and I was working full time. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to walk, I guess. Um, and I did a marathon. And I finished and it was like under eight hours. So it was like a legit finish time. Um, 
And I did a couple of those, but it was always like walk jog. And so it was like, I've always been a big walker and that was pretty much all like my, my exercise, you know, it'd be like, maybe I do like a five miles on a Saturday or I'd go for like an eight mile walk on, you know, the weekend or something. Um, but it was always like kind of inconsistent and, um, then I got married and you find that your time when you're single is a lot different than when you're married. And I just kind of stopped doing them. Uh, it was like, I did a half K like the year we got married. And I was like, this training to do an annual marathon every year just eats way too much into the weekend. And it just didn't fit when you're walking and it takes you so long to do. So it kind of fell between the wayside and you know, then that like premarital weight kind of starts, you know, padding back on because my husband's six foot five, I'm five feet tall. And, you know, his plate is naturally going to be like three times what I'm eating because mm -hmm. he's huge. And here I am like this big. So, <laughs> you know, I naturally put on like weight after we had gotten married. Um, but um, I worked at a gym <laughs> you know, so it's like I had access to things and it just, it never, it never clicked. It never made sense for me. I would always go and try like these, okay, I'll buy this package with workout videos and I'll follow their eating guide. And I always got so frustrated because I'd see progress for maybe a couple weeks, but it was like, I was starving myself. It wasn't maintainable. It didn't feel good. And eventually I would just be like, that's it. I'm done. By week three, I was like, I'm done. I'm kicking this out. And so like my weight would just yo-yo up and down. Um, and then right around the time where we were thinking about maybe doing a whole kid thing, I was like, all right, I'm gonna do another marathon. Like that's the healthiest I've ever been was just walking and moving. And, you know, I just, I wanna get back to that, you know, especially if you think about growing a baby inside me. Um, so I hit the trail, I started training and then like that was pregnant and had to drop out. And then I was like, oh, okay, all right, that plan worked a little better than we thought it would. Um, but after that, it was just kind of like nothing, 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 nothing. Um, like I had my kid and it would be like, I'd lose maybe 10 and then I'd put the 10 back on and I'd lose the 10 and then I'd put the 10 back on and there was nothing ever really consistent. Um, and then, you know, quarantine happens, you know, fast forward a bit and you're just like, there goes the quarantine 15, you know, on top of like already feeling uncomfortable and just not having that self-worth, you know, that you want out of your body and things. Um, and I was just at my breaking point. I was like, that's it. Things have got to change. Um, and, but yeah, so it's like, I, I kind of had all these avenues that I could have gone on like throughout my history, but it was like, I wasn't into sports. Um, I didn't do a ton of like athlete, you know, weightlifting or anything like that. I was just your average, you know, plain old Jane. Um, and it was either, you know, all in or not at all. It was like, let me go from couch to marathon. Sure. Let's be extreme. But it was never anything that was like lifestyle management. That's, that's huge. And I'm glad that you realized that. Cause I think, I mean, we all do it. I've done it too. Um, I just, I think all of this is really interesting. And especially because like you get to a point at some point, you get to a point where it's just like enough, like I can't do this anymore. So was there any like specific moment for you that it was like this, I've had enough of this. Like what, was there like a scenario? Like give me the deets. Yeah. So um, I got back on the scale and I realized I weighed what I weighed when I gave birth to my kid. 
and I had put all like that was my quarantine like I hit what I had when I had been pregnant and I was like there is not a kid in me like this is not okay like I'm not massively filled with fluids from being pregnant and like all this other stuff and I was like no I, I can't live my life this way anymore I was getting massive migraines um actually vision migraines and like I was freaking out I was like this is just not okay I'm like and I have no idea what to do. I was like, I've got to find some kind of, you know, whether it's a health coach or something. And so I just started reaching out to like anything I could latch onto. And, um, one of my husband's, um, like cousins, why I think I got that right on the little thing. She's a health coach. And so I was like, I don't know if you have a money. I don't know if it's like a, a, a marketing scheme, if you sell stuff, like, I don't know, but you post about healthy living. Like I need help. I need a health coach. And never before in my life did I realize that health coaches aren't just for like the rich and famous. They're for everyday average people. Like everybody needs somebody who can help them meet and achieve goals. And it was the first time that I realized when I was looking back, cause I sat down with my husband and I was like, everything I've ever tried has been three weeks and then the frustration hits and I don't stick. What is wrong with all these programs I tried? And it always came down to accountability. There was nobody guiding me and nudging me. It was just, here's the booklet, do the booklet. And if you didn't know what to do in the booklet, there was no guidance. There was nobody to like kind of hold your hand and be like, um, this isn't working. Try this approach or you're not doing that right. It looks good on paper, but it, it, you're not feeling the way you should feel. And so for me, um, I was like, I, I was, I was at that desperation point. I was back at like my, you know, kid weight before I gave birth to like the cutest little man ever. I love my five year old. He's awesome. <laughs> but I'm like, this is five years later, you know, like I shouldn't be doing this to myself. And I felt like crap. I had no energy at all. Um, I was so stressed out because we were going back to work and we were working like flip-flop shifts, like open, close, open, close, just trying to get our facilities to be operable. And it was so stressful. And I was just like, I was turning to food and anything that I could get my hands on that just made me not, you know, think about it. And I just, I snapped and I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's not healthy. Like no one, my height should ever be that much. You know, I, I was just like, this, this is just not good for me. Um, so I got a health coach and it's kind of how I ended up finding you, which is the funny thing, because she was like, you are what you surround yourself with. So she was like, start filling your, you know, your social media feed with positive things, with things that are going to remind you of your goals and like what you're trying to accomplish and, you know, what you're really focusing on. And so I was like, all right, well, that's when I started in stalking you. And I was like, <laughs> hey, here's this five foot tall, like gorgeous girl who talks about health and nutrition, but with food and not like supplement, not buy my protein powder, not buy my little magic pill. And I was like, that's what my coach is teaching me. Like, this is, this, this looks like it's similar. So I started like going through and I was like, okay. It's like, oh, hey, there's even a podcast. She told me <laughs> I need to start listening to podcasts. Like you are what you surround yourself with, you know, oh my God, you're the so average true. of your five closest friends, if you look at it that way. And so that's actually how I found you. And I've been just kind of insta-stalking you since. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of my breaking point. I had gotten 
like way too high, way too stressed out. And I was like, nothing has worked. I need something that has accountability. And for someone to explain why, like these programs I've tried in the past, like, why did, why don't they work for me? Like, I didn't understand, um, like what I was doing wrong. Cause I have that all in mentality. I either, this is what I'm doing or this is what I'm doing. And you know, it was, I could never find that balance where it felt like this is something that I could live with. And it could be a lifestyle as opposed to some like try to lose the weight real quick and then quick go fix. back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I love what you said about the accountability piece. Cause that's everything. Like I get from people all the time. They're like, well, why can't I just do this on my own? It's like, well, you could do this stuff on your own, but will you stick to it when shit gets hard? And that's, that's usually where, you know, we fall off track is when shit gets hard. It's not when like, it's not when everything's going well, like that's when it's easy to stick to something. It's when something happens and life happens and you get thrown a curveball. So yeah. Um, like knowing that I'm going to submit my food log and have somebody look at my food log, a make sure that I actually keep a food log, <laughs> you know, and then I don't just be like, eh. but when you do those things and you keep the log, then you're like, Oh wait, am I eating enough protein? Am I, am I eating up to those goals that I've set for myself for the day or the week or, or what have you? But yeah, the accountability, that was like the hugest game changer, I want to say, um, like going into things. Yeah. So she had you do a food log. What else did you do in order to take off the weight? And tell me a little bit more about how much weight you've taken off and all that. Well, um, it's been six months and I'm down 46 pounds and 46 inches. That's inches. amazing. Inches. That's incredible. Like it's a third of my body just gone at five feet tall. Like I feel like I'm a completely different person right now and I'm not even at maintenance. Like I still have more to go. Um, but it's like, I feel like I lost all that weight to look like a normal person <laughs> and now I can get to my goal person, which is fun. Um, but she did a lot of the things that you tell your clients to do, um, which is why I felt like this was such a good fit for like Insta-stalking you <laughs> and things like that. Cause it was just reiterating what she was telling me to do. Um, so we kind of started off with just recording what I was doing, getting that baseline. So that way my program could be tailored off my baseline. Like, what are you doing now? Um, so she was like, you know, for the next three, four days, you're going to keep a food log measure like put it on your plate but then measure what it was like let me see what it is that amanda is putting into her body you know on every given day um and you know i charged up my fitbit to get an accurate idea of how much i was moving every day and she's like so like those are the things i want you to start with you know write down your food put your fitbit back on and charge it um and then let's slowly start increasing your water because i know you're not drinking enough fluids i can already tell like right off the bat um, so she kind of gave me like a, a like a, a water goal, so to speak. She's like, so over the next week, let's try to get to this amount on a regular basis, you know, while you're tracking your food and doing these things. Um, Can so, I just stop you right here? I'm yeah. like, I'm like shaking my head so much and I'm just like, yeah, like that's exactly what I do. And I'm not crazy after all. Cause I feel like sometimes my clients are like, uh, why do I have to drink all this water? It's like, no, there is a purpose to all of this. I'm not insane. <laughs> no, you're totally not insane because what a lot of people don't realize is that when you store fat in your body, it also stores some of the chemicals and the hormones that were used to create and your body stores that fat. 
So when you get your body into a fat burning mode, you slowly start releasing those toxins again. Like as you burn your fat, like those toxins are also flushing out. So that's why you want to make sure that you're regularly hydrating your body. So that way you're continuing to flush that stuff out as you're filling your body with healthy and good things. It's not like a three day detox. Those things don't work. No, yep. you keep drinking water forever because your body should be like 50% water. you got to put it back in. There's uh, this analogy that I love and it's something about like a dirty fish tank. Like you wouldn't want a dirty fish tank. You have a filter for a reason and you add more water. And that's the same thing with your body. Like you want to keep flushing that and you have a clean filter and that way, like every, all the water in your body is clean and it's not toxic. Exactly. Um, so that's kind of how we started with just with a baseline. Um, and from there, she kind of like, okay, we're going to like maybe increase your step goal, you know, try to shoot for, you know, 7,000 steps a day because I was getting between like, three and five and six and what have you. So she's like, all right, we're going to go with like 7,000 steps a day, kind of, you know, and then she's like, we're going to eat five to six times a day. Because for me, my biggest issue was I wasn't eating when I was at work. I would have like my breakfast. I get way too busy at my office because I had nine things going on all at once and I would bring food, but I never would eat it. Like I would take the time to make a lunch and make snacks and then I just wouldn't eat it. Um, and so a big- Because thing, of the, is it just because of the time? Yeah, well, it was just, I would get distracted. Okay. I would be like, oh, I'm going to go get a snack. And then someone would walk in my office and I'd be like, oh, hi. Or the phone would come up or like someone would need something, you know, prepared for like a budget meeting or members would just come into my facility because I work in like a rec center type um, environment. So for me, it was kind of like just the everyday, you know, stuff's going on and- I would just get busy and I would forget. And then I'd end up coming home being twice as hungry from not eating. So then you overeat at dinner because you didn't eat what you brought. And then it just, that cycle kind of goes. Um, so for me, it was, I learned that you can set alarms in your Fitbit outside of like your little movement steps and things like that. So every like two to three hours, we set like a little alarm that would go off and it would buzz. So if I was doing something, it could snooze for five minutes. But if it went off on the second time, I had to stop what I was doing, get up, get my snack, and drink some water. Um, that way I was consistently eating, so that way my body felt safe to burn <laughs> away that fat. Because when you go so long in between meals, your body starts saying, no, we must store all this food for later, and we're going to store it like fat. So that way we feel like our body is safe because you're not feeding us regularly. You know, it's just <laughs> what you talk about. It's yeah, I'm just, just like... I was listening yes. to the old podcast and I was like, this is all the mistakes I was making. Like, why didn't I start this sooner? Um, so yeah, it was just one of those things like, you know, a, a step goal, you know, tracking my stuff in my Fitbit, setting my alarms, increasing my hydration. Um, and so we, we started doing that. And then after about a week of that, then she started giving me my macro goals because um, she got even more data on these are the types of foods you like to eat you know, things like that. So then I was able to be like, all right, so we're going to work towards like a protein and carb goal. She's like, don't worry about your fat yet. Just going to focus on counting protein and carbs. We'll add the fat in next week, you know, kind of a thing. So it was just kind of like slowly, but surely going along. Um, and you know, how did that? So I have two questions for you there. Yeah. How did that feel for you as someone who is like, uh, like you like that all in or nothing approach kind of thing? Did that kind of slowness feel good to you or did it feel like okay when are we going to get to the good stuff 
No, this to me felt like all in on day one because I had never learned what a macro was. Okay. I never tried to count macros. Um, like I had done calorie counting programs, but as you know, like calories are calories and you can eat a whole lot of junk on a bunch of calories and not feel fed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so learning about like food that provides volume. So you actually get to eat more, but it's still less calories. So that way your body feels full because you're putting good things in. Um, but it was a totally different world for me. And so that's why we didn't incorporate like strength training and extra. It was just let's focus on the kitchen. You know, it was kind of like 90% of your battle is going to be in the kitchen and fixing some of these bad habits with food um, and learning how to create, you know, new meals that you like with the flavors that you like that feel satisfying. Um, and that was, that I felt like it was all in because I was now, you know, weighing and measuring and then also looking at macros. It wasn't just, I know an apple is healthy, but what am I going to eat with this apple? not to spike my blood sugar. Right. To make it all balanced. Yeah. I'm like, I need to, so, so for me, it felt like it was all in. That was a completely different concept for me. Um, you know, as we were just kind of like trucking along in in the journey, so to speak. Um, so I found like, I would kind of make like a day of food and I was like, okay, this is a breakfast. This is a lunch. These are two snacks. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to eat this every day for a week and focus on a new dinner every night. So that was my goal because I was like, this was so, this was so crazy to me because I was like, I'm like, but I felt better. Like four days in, I felt better. And I was like, whoa, okay, maybe this is worth it. Because <laughs> I started feeling better. I was like, screw the scale. Like I feel better. I was like, when was the last time I had a migraine? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's like instant feedback. <laughs> so Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, I kind of like made myself like, all right, here's my breakfast. Here's my lunch. Here's my snacks. And then I started just a different dinner until I got to the point where I was like, all right, I've got like five or six dinners I can rotate in throughout the week. Um, And then it then became like, all right, well, let's start swapping in some new snacks to keep it Mm -hmm. kind of fresh. Um, So now like six months later, I might eat the same thing for breakfast, like Monday through Friday, but like, then I have my weekend breakfast meals that like I'll actually eat with my family where it's all the same foods and you know, what have you, um, you know, and I've got different things I can kind of swap out if I'm feeling something's kind of tired or bland or what have you. So I so agree with that approach because I think in the beginning, it really means a lot to be, first of all, consistent, but secondly, just like understand what you're doing. So when you do the same thing every day for a week and then switch it up the next week, it becomes this like routine for you. And then later on, as that gets, you get so used to that, as you get so just like custom to it, it, it's easier to change and swap in and substitute and all that. I think it's so important to like do that for, I mean, be on the, on one meal plan, let's say for a week, at least in the beginning. And then once you get really used to tracking macros and being consistent with your steps, it's so much easier to make those substitutions. Yeah, that was honestly the big game changer for me in the beginning because I was I was really stressed out with work. And so for me, it was like, this is one less thing I have to think about. This is a way for me to reduce my stress, which actually helped me be more accountable to my plan. Um, and I felt that, that was a good way to kind of ease into it. And now it's like, the, like, you know, weekends, I can pretty much just fly by the seat of my pants, you know? I'm kind of like, all right, I can just take it one meal at a time. I don't have to plan out my whole day to know what it's going to look like. 
now that I'm six months into doing this, mm-hmm. a little bit more freedom that comes from that because weekends were pretty much home because everything's still on lockdown out here, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, as long as I make sure like as I'm eating, it's all balanced and what have you, then I'm like, that's great because I can add that variety in and just kind of, you know, when I feel like having something, I can just kind of incorporate that in. Yeah. And now for dinners, I do the same thing. Every night's kind of a little bit different. We tend to have like one or two things that we have on rotation. Like this week we're doing like a butternut squash soup. And then on another night we're doing like a meat sauce and zoodles kind of thing. So we're going to rotate through that through the week. Um, Do you kind of rotate like that or do you do something different every night? Um, We have what we call our seasonal staples. So usually there's about 10 dinners um, that we cycle through, um, seasonally because we find like, we don't like, I don't want zucchini noodles right now that it's like December, mm-hmm. in the summer. <laughs> I'm like, I will eat zucchini noodles like once a week. Um, but I actually found these really cool, um, soybean protein noodles, um, that they sell at Aldi's cause I love Aldi's. I love Aldi's. We don't have any here in Vegas. I'm so pissed about, <laughs> but but it tastes completely like regular noodles, except it's completely car balanced. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. So now that it's winter and I kind of want some, you know, more heartier um, items, like we'll swap those in. Um, we'll do kind of like a baked fish from Costco once a week. Um, and like my husband grills once a week. So that way I don't have to cook dinner. Which is nice. Now I'm assuming that you guys have different uh, portion sizes. Yes. Definitely. Like I mentioned earlier, he's six foot five. I'm five feet tall. The man, you know, looks like a lumberjack. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely different portions, you know, uh, and like I also have a five-year-old and he eats what we eat. So I, I'm basically, uh, we've gotten to the point where um, thankfully he has kind of embraced the healthier, uh, you know, kitchen and things like that for dinner time. Um, Because that's the one meal we eat together is dinner. The Mm -hmm. other meals throughout the day, um, you know, they're not always the same. Like on the weekends, we'll have breakfast and always dinner together seven days a week as a family. Um, But like, you know, lunches we eat at work. So those are separate. Like my snacks are going to be different than his. Um, And I know that I'm kind of bad with the veggie intake. So usually I get my veggies in early throughout the day. So that way I can have more similar style meals with my family as we incorporate like healthier swaps. So it's sweet potatoes, Smart. you know, French fries. I'll just make sweet potato fries instead of French fries. Um, and it's nice that we have similar palates. We kind of like the same thing. So like grill night, he might make brats and then we'll throw a turkey burger on the grill for me. And so then I can do like my spinach, my tomato, my turkey burger with my cheese and a little bit of mustard and my sweet potatoes and, you know, whatever else I want to have with it. Um, and then he can have his like on a bun or he can have two brats or three brats, like whatever it is that like his larger self wants to have. Um, but we, we make it simple, you know, for noodle night. Um, when we do like those noodles, I just put mine in a smaller pot. That way I can measure mine out dry. I put mine in a tiny pot. I cook their stuff in a bigger pot. And so that way I just, you know, drain what there are two, I drain mine, throw mine out. We all eat together, but I can make sure that I'm eating for more of my smaller self. Um, yeah, I, to- I totally love everything you just said because it's everything I do and everything I tell my clients to do. And the the biggest hang up I normally get is like, well, 
I'm at home and I'm cooking and I don't want to eat something different than he's eating or I don't want to eat something different than they're eating. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be different. It just has to be modified. And if you were to go out to a restaurant, would you order the same thing your husband or boyfriend orders? Nine times out of 10, no. So what's the big deal if you have different meals? Like, it doesn't matter. You're eating together and that's what's important, so. Yeah, and we've learned like like simple things. Like um, we do this, like uh, we, we call it Mexican sandwich. It's like a, like a beef and beans, red sauce, mix it with rice kind of a thing. So I make it um, and I leave the rice off to the side. So that way he can mix his in with rice and I can either prefer to eat mine like with chili and add like onion and tomato and a little bit of like avocado and stuff. And I can Sounds eat mine like as a chili if I'm like, I need less carbs that day. Or I can be like, hey, I'm going to put brown rice in mine or I'm going to mix quinoa in mine if I want more of that texture. So you still eat the same things. I'm just balancing out my carbs better and having a smaller portion size. So I'll batch cook, like do big giant Instapot, you know, crock pot kind of a thing. Um, and I'll put everything in a portion size. That's my portion. He just eats two of the containers. You know, you, you want to take soup for lunch? Great, grab two of the containers. Because they're measured out for a knee size and they fit better in the freezer that way. They stack yeah. nice. Whatever. <laughs> just hit two of them and dump it in a bowl. It's good. <laughs> Perfect. That works. <laughs> we learned at least to make that work. Um, but yeah, but we, we find we seasonally eat because, you know, I live in California, so, you know, it's mostly sunshine, but, you know, you do get that, like, ex we call it extended fall, because we don't really get winter, um, but during extended fall, you know, you don't necessarily want to, you know, be eating the light stuff, like salads that you might want to eat when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so melting, <laughs> I cannot envision putting food in my body because it's just too hot, then you're like, all right, you know, salad, zucchini noodles, like, what can we just throw on the grill and eat? <laughs> That's awesome. So you mentioned steps um, and that she originally set you at around 7,000 steps. Where are they now and how did that increase? Yeah, so they're definitely increased from seven. Um, I actually did all of my increasing. Um, I found that I was getting bored and I like my body was ready for more. And so I'd emailed my coach and said, hey, um, I'm going to increase to 10,000 steps a day. And I kind of, again, because I'm a little all in or not all in, um, so I went from seven to 10,000 because I was finding that most days I was already getting eight or 9,000 like a day. So it became like seven is my absolute minimum. And I've been doing that for a couple weeks and I was like, consistency, consistency is important. Like I just need to say it so that way I commit that that's what my new normal is going to be. Um, so we just flexed my macros up a little bit. Um, and so I was eating on the upper end of my range. Um, so that way my body was still getting more to support the more movement. Um, so I went to 10,000 steps and then probably about like last week or two, um, I upped it to 11,000 now. So I'm at 11,000 because I was finding that, um, I'm now a little bit more movement active at work. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting less of like a consistent evening walk-in cause that's usually what I get most of my steps. Little man goes down to bed. Hubs, you know, watches some YouTube videos and I go hit the park for a couple of laps um, at night. And so I was finding that I was hitting 10,000 and I wasn't feeling like I was getting that happy, feel good endorphins that come from like a good power walk. 
Um, so I just tacked on another thousand steps. And so I was like, hey, I noticed I did this kind of all week long. Um, so we're just going to call that my new baseline. <laughs> that's awesome that you can listen to your body like that. Like that's huge. Yeah. Uh, so what about like exercise other than walking? Um, I'm now swimming once a week. So uh, one of the perks of like, you know, working with like uh, a rec center, et cetera, is having access to a pool. Um, so I do like, a, I do swim Fridays. Um, so I kind of do a double workout on Fridays. I make sure I get my steps in and then I add like a 30, 35, 40 minute swim where I do about a 1200 yard workout. Um, so I'll kind of do like a, kind of like a split. I'll do like a 300 yard swim, get a water break, you know, then like kick on the paddle board for a hundred yards and then just kind of repeat that a bit. Um, and then I typically call it a day somewhere between like 1100 and 1200 yards. So that kind of gives me a little bit more of a total body workout um, just because our gyms are still closed. And I, I have found that I'm really good with once a week things. Like there's only so much that I can say I'm going to do every single day with the work and the mom and the wife and all those different hats that I wear um, that I found like, okay, I can say I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to drink my water, track my food and hit a step goal. And I can do those things every day. The most important thing. I'm like, I can do those things every day. And then when I start adding the extras in, I need to try it like once a week. So I journal once a week about my progress, my emotional kind of mental well-being and health like how I feel about my body how I feel about like where I am on my fitness journey for the week um you know I celebrate my victories I set goals for myself for next week so I do a once a week kind of journal after I do like my scale and my measurements for the week so I can see if like I lost any inches versus if the scale changed I you know like I'll take my weekly photos so that way I can kind of see like the visual changes along the way um so I'm really good with once a week things. So I swim once a week. I do my turtling once a week. Um, and so this week I'm going to kind of start playing with some weights because now, um, now that I've kind of hit my weight right now, which is um, I've lost 46 pounds since I started. Um, this was kind of like the, I didn't even think I'd get to this weight when I started. Um, but I can definitely see that like defining and definition is the route I need to kind of go while I'm losing the remaining probably like maybe 10 or 15 pounds or so um, that I've got left to go. So this week I'm going to attempt to play with weights. <laughs> <laughs> so it should that's, be interesting. That's amazing. So you are telling me that if in six months you lost 46 pounds without touching weights, without being in a yeah. gym. Without that's incredible. being in a gym, Without and the swimming has only started, I want to say within the last like maybe six weeks or so, maybe maybe seven weeks. Um, yeah, all of it was just eating clean, drinking water, and having like an active step level. And what's really cool is like I'm officially loving my body and drinking water because I haven't had like too much of that whole like extra skin thing. Like my body is been one of those like rare cases and I keep crossing my fingers that will continue to do so that it's just kind of shrinking with me because <laughs> you know once you start hitting like a third of your body weight loss like like those numbers and that's when people start talking about like mm, you might have some excess skin issues or things like that with the stretch and the bounce back so yes no I feel like when you lose it really fast and when you gain it really fast that's when that stretching 
happens and then that loose skin happens. Um, but I feel like because you've been so consistent and it's been, I know six months, 46,000, six months sounds like a lot, but when you're in it, it feels like forever. It feels like this long process. Looking back, you're probably like, wow, like that was the best thing I ever did. How like, yeah. And but, that's one of the reasons I'm so glad I kept those journals. Cause yeah. I'll literally go back to week one and like, I'll see what I write. And then it's like, when I hit like a plateau and I didn't lose any weight, it was like, I literally wrote three, like, like, like three sentences, like what the H man, like, <laughs> like I didn't cheat. I didn't do anything. What's going on. And then like the next week it's like, Oh, it's cause your body moves and you lost three pounds the next week. It was just holding yeah. on to it. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool to have like those little benchmarks along the way. Yeah. And it's incredible. Like your story alone, it just shows how much nutrition is so important. Like nutrition steps and water and consistency. And it's something that I wouldn't have probably stuck to without my coach because having someone to like hold me accountable, but also guide me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like a a few weeks ago, I actually did a 14 mile hike um, and we bagged like two peaks and I had emailed her and I was like, Hey, by the way, I'm totally going to do a 14 miler um, and go hiking uh, like maybe five days from now. Um, How do I eat? And she, I'm like, I'm like, because every hiking calculator that says if you're going to have like 15, 20 pounds on your back with like water and everything, like they're saying I need to eat this much. That's scary. <laughs> like there's, there's no way, there's no way help. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, you don't, you don't need to eat that much. Like you'll listen to your body and you'll just like plan out, you know, a certain amount of food for each interval. And when your body needs the food, then you feed your body. Like that's what you do, you know? She's like, you just kind of pace it out through the day. So just, you know, balance everything out. And then it's kind of, all right, option one, option two. She's like, you'll be fine. But that was one of the reasons why, um, because like one of the things she had me do in the beginning was like focus on like, again, surrounding yourself with good content. Um, And so like, I've actually gotten a lot of stuff out of your podcast. Because after I was in stalking, I was like, oh, well, she has a podcast. Both listen to a podcast, you know, something on health and wellness. And I was like, all right, I'll try this one instead of, you know, trying to Google around. And like, that was one of the reasons why I was kind of like, well, hey, you know, like I, I'll come on the podcast. We'll, we'll chat. Cause if this helps reiterate to like some other people, cause like I'm almost 35, like I'm 35 with a five-year-old who never lost the kid weight, you know, like it's a different demographic um, for some folks. And like, you know, whether that helps people feel a little bit more motivated, like, hey, I can do this too, you know, um, kind of a thing. But yeah, it's, it's been night and day. Like I've had to swap out my closet probably twice now because shopping during a pandemic is totally not fun. I have become an ace of like the two stores I shop at, at being able to gauge sizes. And now I'm kind of worried because I've gotten through their extra smalls, um, which are now kind of big and baggy on me. And now I'm like, oh, crud, I'm going to have to go to the junior section and start all over with, like, the brands and be like, which which one is going to fit? Because all the dressing rooms are completely shut down. I yeah. went from, like, a size 14, like, petite, like, a 14-ish petite pant to a 6 petite. Like, That's amazing. Whoosh. And I'm just like, all right, it's, it's, it's a whole new world of shopping. <laughs> but during a pandemic, not so fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's so hard. I can't tell you how many things I've sent back to Amazon because I'm like, oh, this is cute. No, like, 
No, just doesn't work. <laughs> and a couple of my friends um, take pity on me because they're they're better sewers than I am. Um, and a few of them like took in a few of my dresses. Oh, that's um, nice. Church, we actually, for like a brief period of time, could actually go to church. And I took out all, because I'm a dress girl. I love dresses, you know. Give me something cute, A-line that flares out, and I'm a happy camper. And I started putting in all my dresses. I was like, I can't wear this. I can't wear this. Because I hadn't worn dresses because it's in quarantine. Mm -hmm. I started pulling them out, and my husband was like, yeah, babe, like, I know you have a figure now, and you don't have a figure in that. So a couple of my friends took some pity on me and they helped me take in some of my dresses so I didn't have to be shopping again. But uh, yeah. How did that feel? Honestly, it's, it, it's, it's weird because while like my weight has fluctuated over the years so much, I still have a sweater that I had from high school. Um, it's actually when I stole from my sister's closet, like back when we were kids and I've just inherited this and I was wearing it the other day and it's way too big on me, but I'm like, I don't want to get rid of it. Cause that was like, I had this in high school, um, kind of a thing, but it's been so bizarre, like to just cycle through things. And, um, like, I remember like before I had my kid, when I was at my healthiest quote unquote, like marathon training, but it didn't feel sustainable. And, you know, there was the days where you go to bed hungry because you're like, but if I eat something, the scale's going to move. And you know, that, that non-sustainable mentality, um, I put that dress on and it had been taken in before. Cause it was, I had, I had bought it, what, well, I got it free from my friend because she wore it at a wedding and hated it. Um, and it was just like, it was a casual wedding. So I was like, oh, I could probably wear that to church on Sunday. It'd be great. So I took it to a tailor and so she took it in. And then um, I had to have her like retake it in because it was just a little bit too loose in places. Um, and then I literally have pictures of me busting out of the dress. Like, like you could tell, like I should not have been wearing this dress. Like it was horrible. And then um, I took a picture of it on my Instagram. It's this like mint green dress that I was wearing. Um, and I was like, yes, I lost weight. Like it actually looks good on me. And then it got to the point where it was too big. And so my friend had to take it in again for me. Um, and then church got canceled. So I haven't got a chance to wear it yet. So it's still in my closet now hanging out there, you know, some 10 pounds ago. So we'll see what happens there with it. Um, but yeah, it's really bizarre. Like when they cut out three inches out of your dress, like you're just like, yeah, it, it, it's night and day. Like, um, and it's one of those things like, I'm really glad that I took those like the time to do like my weekly progress. Usually when I would do a program before I would not do my weekly journaling, be like journal about your thoughts and feelings. And I'll be like, I ain't that touchy feely. Like, mm, I'm not going to need this. It's okay. Like, I'm just going to skip this one. And this time, like something different. Like I actually took the time to write out like what I was thinking about the week and what my wins were and what were my takeaways and you know how I felt about my body and you know my journey and I'm so glad I did that because it wasn't just like here's the inches you know but it's kind of like every week I go through that log like I see like oh wow like you lost nine inches off of your hips like come on girl like this is crazy it's insane um just to see like that much go Gosh, now I'm sitting here. I'm like, I wish I did that. <laughs> I should have done that. That's such a good idea. I mean, like I journal from time to time, but I don't have a regular schedule. So do you like have like a day? Do you like pick like Saturday? Yeah. So it, it's Sunday mornings for me because I'm like Sunday mornings are our lazy day. So mm -hmm. I'll get out of bed. I'll, you know, go to the bathroom and then I just like my scale is just right in there. So I'll just stand on there, sync it with my app. 
Um, and then I'll just grab a measuring tape from the drawer and just quickly do my measurements and then I can throw on my robe and then go back to my room and go back to bed. It's kind of like when I do that natural, just wake up in the morning and have to go, like, just go to the bathroom, just take your measurements, don't make a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll just grab my Chromebook and I'll sit in my robe, it's all nice and fluffy. And I'll just sit there and I'll just type on my bed just about like my week and how I'm feeling and, you know, goal setting. Because um, despite like Thanksgiving and everything, like I ended up having two Thanksgiving celebrations despite quarantine. Um, we did like our house one because we like leftovers. We're, we're, we're leftover people. So it was like I cooked a turkey here. Um, and cause my mom, uh, lives by herself and goes to my sister's house to take care of her kids a couple of days a week. Um, it was just like us. So technically it was still all legal cause it was only in like three households if you can't, but, um, so we, uh, we went over to my mom's house. So it was like, I had two Thanksgiving dinners, like in the same week I had hiked 14 miles. Uh, I had inflammation like crazy right after that hike. So it was like for about a week and a half, like the scale was just weird. And everything was weird. But because I had my journal, I didn't freak out. Because I was like, it doesn't matter that the scale like shot up overnight. I know this is inflammation, you know? And I can tell because my inches didn't change. Like this is just all, this is kind of like water retention. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it took like a couple weeks of, like a week or so of like flushing that out with extra water. And then it's like, okay, now this is kind of where I was about last week. And then I hit my regular, you know, kind of woof where it, it seems like my body just kind of hangs on to things. And then like a couple weeks go by and then it's like, oh, three pounds has just gone overnight. And then it mm -hmm. just goes and, and cycles. But because I keep that log, like I know where I'm at and what I'm doing and, you know, what have you. And it's cool to be like, dude, I lost like nine inches off my waist. Like that's like life changing when you're five feet tall. It's <laughs> so life changing. It's, it's crazy. Cause I know like nine inches is, is a lot. Let me just say that. But to other people, like they're like, Oh, nine inches. Well, I lost 12. Like, no, <laughs> you don't understand. Like being short, it's such a big difference. And that's, that was the funny thing is because people didn't understand the clothing. Yeah. Because I would be like, I lose five pounds and I had to go to my husband and he'd be like, like he would see like my clothes getting like noticeably bad. He's like, but you've only lost like five pounds. Right. Like, yeah. Cause five pounds on me is 10 pounds on a normal person. No, it's 15. I'm like, I'm like you, it's like 15, but I'm like, it, it, I'm like five pounds on me is a full size. Yeah. You know? So I had to get creative with clothing shopping because I'm like, Hey, I don't want to be going to the store like every month because of COVID. So it'd be like, I, I started learning to buy it a little tight, you know, and then it would get a little better and then it would go a little baggy and be like, okay, now let's grab the next thing. Um, I feel like I have three different wardrobes. I have like my super skinny, uh, like competition day wardrobe, which I still have some of those things. Cause I'm like, I just can't part with them. Like maybe one day, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but then I have like my now wardrobe where, yeah. And then I have my like fat girl. <laughs> wardrobe It's just like purged. Yeah. I, I've heard like for, and, and, and this was probably like the, like a big game changer for me. Like when it was coming with clothing and shopping, never before would I give up my fat pants because I was like, well, what if I, what if this, that? yeah. Like, what if I, like, like, no, like, keep that, keep it. So, like, I had kept my skinny clothes before, which then became my fat clothes. <laughs> and, and then had to go away because they just would not stay on my body. 
Um, so I ended up just gifting them on like, like the Facebook marketplace groups and things like that. There's like a buy nothing group. And I was like, all right, guys, my weight loss is your celebration. Come take my class. <laughs> um, because this is the first time a program has felt sustainable. Like I don't feel six months into this program while I'm still actually in fat burning mode and what have you that I feel deprived. Like I don't feel like this is not normal. Um, and so like that was a big deal with my husband when I was like, no, 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 like I'm, I, I'm not going to need those anymore. And he's like, yeah, you're not like, even when he got someone who was like, no, you're not like, I can tell you're not going to need those anymore. He's like, get them out of the house. <laughs> so make room I've for more things. I've cycled through my closet like twice now. Um, and it's just been like, okay. And then letting you go and then, okay, let it go. And everyone wants your mediums and your larges. But when you start purging size small, that's a little harder to do. It's so very I have, like, hard. A bag. I have a bag by my door right now with clothes in it that I'm just like, I will be having to probably just try. Have you tried Poshmark? Um, someone mentioned that to me and right now it's just one of those like added the time, extra yeah. things that I'm just like, no, no, I'm just going to give it away. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Like starting it, it's kind of like, oh my God, I have all these things that I can put all on there, but I've had it for like two years now and I've sold like over $2,000 worth of stuff. So yeah. I just like, anytime I have something that I'm like, I'm never going to wear this again. It's like, do do couple pictures. And then you don't have to think about it because it just sits there. And then you get an email that's like, oh, someone wants to purchase your thing. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought about it. Like when I was thinking about just like purging out the clothes and I was like, mm, no. And then what was also cool was I would also in like the buy nothing group, I'd also be able to claim some other people's like stuff that they couldn't fit into because mm -hmm. uh, of quarantine. So it was kind of like a little swap here and there, but um, since a lot of the stores shut down, I was able to get like good clearance pricings on a lot of stuff. Um, so despite having to like replace my wardrobe a couple of times, I also was like, I don't have to fully replace my wardrobe. I just have to buy stuff that's going to work for my lifestyle now mm -hmm. to get to the next stage and so forth um, until like I hit maintenance. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, swap it, like take the dress in, like don't buy any dress, take the dress in, um, you know, kind of a thing. Um, on that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been interesting shopping during a pandemic for sure. Definitely. So what's your plan moving forward? I know you said you still want to lose about 10 to 15 more pounds. Like what, I know you also said you're going to play with the weights. Um, but, but what else is your ultimate plan moving forward? Um, see, that's the weird thing because I didn't think I would like right now I'm 150. Like I woke up this morning and I'm 150 flat. I started at 196 and I'm 150 now. Um, and like, when you look at the short girl BMI charge, it's like, I'm still in the, you know, overweight category and all that jazz, but I'm like, screw that chart. It's how, yeah, I, screw the how chart. I feel. Um, I've always had more muscle than, you know, others, like these ain't chicken legs kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> I have a booty and I haven't done squats. Let's Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I kind of do the every five pounds assessment. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like I'm looking more at body comp um, and less about the scale at this point. So it's kind of like every time, it's kind of like once a month, because um, that's typically kind of how I've been shedding the weight is about every five, every four to six weeks or so, I find like a four to five pound, you know, kind of cycle has come off. Um, and I'm sure that that will probably start slowing down now that I'm getting, you know, smaller and that there's not 
as much of just like, you can just feel the fat on me, so to speak. Um, so it's kind of like every month I kind of just do like a body cop. Like I just, you know, stand in front of a mirror, you know, relaxed, but also posed a little bit. Um, and I just look at what is it that I like? And I make sure that I tell myself at least like five or six things that I love about my body, the way it is right now. Um, and then I take a realistic look at health and I look at it from a health perspective. Healthy wise, like, do I have either more fat to lose? Is there something, because you can always find something about yourself that you're gonna say, it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. Um, but when you love yourself and you give yourself those positive affirmations um, and you love yourself at your current size, um, then I think that you can make those kind of health points and those little health, you know, pictures and things like that. Like I still have the mommy hangover. You know, I still have that, you know, I had a kid and my belly's got a nice little pouch that kind of hangs over. And so for me, as long as I have that belly hangover standing up, you know, even in a pose kind of position, I know I still have more body fat on me that needs to go to get to a more healthier weight. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I'm going to attempt to start doing some weight training um, just for some extra tone definition. Your, your Insta post the other day, like your recovery uh, post with where you were at, I was like, damn, I want to look like that. Like, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Little beast. Wants to be little beast. Uh, yes, tiny but mighty. I need to play with weights. <laughs> exactly. And I love that you say play with weights because that's exactly what it is. Like, um, I, I did a post, I think it was today. I don't even remember, but something about like having the toys to play with in your garage, like, or wherever your home gym is. But like, it's part of my enthusiasm for lifting weights is like, I get to do all these things with these heavy ass things that make me feel like a badass. Because so. <laughs> you are. I was all like, cool picture. <laughs> so nope. that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just, I'm still assessing. Um, and just as I, you know, kind of get those cues and, you know, looking at things, then I'm able to kind of track where I'm going to go. Um, and then I'll figure out what maintenance looks like when I get there. <laughs> Yeah. And maintenance, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like once I get there, it's, that's it. But maintenance is kind of just as much work. It's just as much effort. So keep that in mind. And that's, that's been what the funny thing is. Cause like now that it's been six months, it's like, I read through my journals where I was like, oh my gosh, at this rate, like I'm going to have to do this till November to maybe so like get to this weight. Or, and it was just like, there was just like a stop goal. Like my mentality was wrapped around a date that was months out and like be like, oh, cause in the beginning it felt like a diet because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and now that like six months down the road, I'm like, no, this is, this is sustainable. Like this is normal. Like if this were my daily macro plan, I don't go to bed hungry. I feel like I have energy. I haven't had migraines in months. I don't need a nap. I keep up with my five-year-old. I can keep up a hiking pace with my six foot five hiking giant of a husband. <laughs> um, you know, I look at like swimming. Like I used to, I used to be a lifeguard um, when I was in like my high school, early college years. And it used to take me several weeks to test up to the skills like proficiency test. Well, I hit the water after not being in a pool for two years. Um, and 
by the end of day one, I was like, I could probably test out next week. Like it was that night and day. Um, and so, you know, as we, as we look at those just different progress points, uh, you know, today is the tomorrow we talked about yesterday. And it's all about living today and in your moment and being able to, you know, make those positive changes for now. Um, so yeah, I have, I have no idea what I'm going to look like in six months, but this feels sustainable. It feels like normal. This was my every day. I didn't change my macros um, and I just didn't lose. Like this feels sustainable. And that's what I love so much about how this works for short people because it allows you to get food and feel full and to not have all of these like, I feel bloated, I feel this, I feel that, I feel gross. Um, and just be able to be like, I can hike a mountain. Like I can go swimming. I could run if I wanted to, haven't yet, but I could, if I felt so inclined, <laughs> I could hit the pavement. <laughs> so, I don't know. What are three things that you would tell your six month ago self? who's just getting started, on the verge of getting started, nervous, all that. Honestly, um, I kind of did this exercise like a couple months ago, um, which is really funny, um, but it was kind of like, if you could feel what one day of this feels like, you know you would not give up. Like one day of now, how my body feels, how it functions. If six months ago me, could have felt that there's there 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 would have there I wouldn't have needed to tell myself anything else other than like this is how you will feel this is this is how your body will feel when you treat your body right um, if I could put that into more eloquent words that is what I would definitely tell six months ago myself and the fact that you like don't 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 get married to anything that you buy because it's not gonna pay you in six months you know don't be looking like ooh that's a cute like no invest in jackets <laughs> jackets are your friends because those will stay with you a lot longer than some of the other stuff you're gonna buy uh that and twenty dollar leggings that's all you need yeah just live in leggings and you know good thing baggy sweaters are in <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I, I, I lived for, like, I, I'm a California native. Like, I always survive California winters with a t-shirt and a jacket. I own so many pairs of long sleeves. It's ridiculous because I get cold now. I had so much extra insulation and padding on me that I would never get, like, I was like, oh, whatever. It's, it's all good. Just jeans and a t-shirt, grab a jacket, go to work. And I'm like, okay, I've got my long sleeves on and then I've got like a shirt on top of that and then putting my jacket on and like, I, I'm like the queen of layers right now. And I'm like, it's California. Like I'm a wuss, man. <laughs> Maybe it's a good thing that quarantine is here and I'm not spending like the winter out in Utah with my family. Cause I would be like, oh my, it's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does make a di big difference. <laughs> I think it's worth it. I, I'd yeah. rather be cold than have But headaches. I always wanted to wear a sleeve. That's the thing. Is like, I yeah. always love those like long sleeve. Like I'd look at like fashion pictures and things like that and be like, that's cute style. That's cute style. I'd be like, how do they wear those without just sweating through them all day? Like, I don't live in like, California. Even, even like the thinnest, even like the thinnest longs. I was just like, oh, how, how do they pull that off? Like I just can't. And now I'm all like, 
oh wait, I gotta grab a jacket because I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> Not because I need to wear it outside, but because I need to wear it inside the grocery store. They pick my produce because I produce. <laughs> oh. oh, that's awesome. <laughs> cool. So is, is there anything else you want to kind of wrap this up with? Anything you could tell to a listener who needs Honestly, that motivation to get started? Find out why it hasn't worked in the past. Like ask yourself those honest questions. Because for me, it came down to accountability, knowledge. Like I could dedicate myself to something and I'd say, okay, I'm going to do this because I'm stubborn and I'm determined and like, I'm, I'm, you know, the little bull that could, whatever. Uh, but at, at the same time, it's like, if you don't do the mental game, like you've got to work on the head game as well as the physical game. That way, you know, you know, going into it, like, why, 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 why did I give up before? Like, ask yourself those hard questions. So that way, when you find something that's going to work for you, you can go into it knowing that this is why you need this. Like for me, it was like accountability. Like I would try reaching out to those multi-level marketing coaches and be like, Hey, give me help. And give me your shade. Give me your supplement. You know, it would be like, like I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling. It's like, Oh, there's, there's a Facebook group for that. Just, just get in the Facebook group, get in the Facebook. Group. And it's just like, where, where was that connection with somebody? Uh, you know, and when you had those questions. So for me, it was big on the accountability and just being able to like know that like I needed to do the head game. I needed to sit down and I needed to journal. Like I, that was one of the aspects I had never done before. Like, no, I need to hold myself mentally accountable. I need to tell myself positive things about myself. That way I can feel good at every stage of this journey and not just be looking at it like it's going to stop because it's not going to stop. I'm not going to go back to what I was doing six months ago. That didn't work. That was obesity. That was bad. <laughs> you know? Um, so for me, it's just, yeah, like start today. Like you don't have to wait till January one. You don't have to wait until a Monday. You don't have to, you know, do all these other types of things. Today is the tomorrow you talked about yesterday. So get off the couch and go do something about it today. Like find that breaking point, find, figure it out and just start because, you know, even if it's just like one healthy choice and that's what it is. It's one healthy choice after another. You start small, you become accountable with what you eat and your portions, you know, you're still, even if you eat the same way, if you at least are accountable to yourself and you write it down, you're one step closer. That extra glass of water, it's saying, I'm going to get up and I'm going to move. Like I can listen to a podcast while I walk, or I can watch a show and, you know, watch it while I walk, like find a way to make it work. Um, but yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you telling your story and just being so enthusiastic about it. Cause I just love talking to you and I already feel like we've become best friends. I know, dude, this is fun, man. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. As you have heard, accountability is everything. Having that support and that guidance along your journey could be the one thing that will finally help you be consistent past week three. 
That's why I provide one-on-one coaching where you're not only getting customized macros, but you're getting the accountability that you really need to make that lifestyle change for real and maintain it. Just think about where you could be six months from now. If you'd like to know more about my coaching program or you're just ready to apply already, go to funsize.life slash coaching. Thanks again for listening and I will catch you in the next episode. If you enjoy this podcast or any of my fun size content, buy me a coffee and help me keep the content flowing. Just head on over to funsize.life slash podcast to become a supporter.